Welcome to the Franchise Growth Podcast. This is the podcast for franchisors and business leaders to get tangible weekly action steps to improve your franchise system. Plus, it's a great way to get professional development in while you're driving, doing the dishes, or walking your dog. Hosted by the team at AC Inc., you'll learn about how to effectively coach franchisees to make your system more profitable, creating a successful growth mindset, modern leadership insights, and so much more. Get ready to talk franchise growth. Well, hello, Franchise Growth Pod listeners. Hello, hello, everybody. It's Angela Cote here. And I'm super excited to be doing something a little different here today, jumping on the Franchise Growth Pod all by myself. It's just like old times. I was asking Belle, who produces our podcast and and hosts our podcast, I was like, hey, what do you think about me just going on and sharing some musings and just like like the olden days and maybe doing that a little bit more from time to time. And she was like, that would be amazing. And you should go for it because it probably takes a little bit of the pressure off her plate because she does all of the background work. She does an amazing job of the background work of organizing uh, which which of our team members are coming on. She prepares the topics, the questions, and and so, so, so much more. So I thought I would give her a little break and jump on myself here and record some thoughts. And so I'm going to start today with a big shout out to the AC Roundtable community. You may have heard that the roundtables that we run started on March 16th of 2020. And it had been something that I had always wanted to do. I always had this feeling that the clients that we worked with needed each other. You know, I can sit there all day long and say, oh, you should try this or you should try that. But just like franchisees, actually, hearing from each other is always a lot more valuable because it's a lot of more in the moment things that people are doing. And so this was always a plan of mine. And it it wouldn't have been as easy to do if it as crazy as this sounds, as if it weren't for the pandemic. And that's because prior to the pandemic, a lot of people weren't yet using Zoom. And because my business has always been remote and always worked with uh, different franchisors and, and clients across North America and beyond, I was already showing them how to use Zoom. And just because I had learned it from actually one of my business coaches and was finding that, you know, even just getting people to use it was a little bit of a uh, a challenge. So once everybody started realizing that there was this great tool called Zoom and we could connect like this, and then the pandemic hit, I decided, hey guys, let's bring you all together for some peer-to-peer support. And at that time, it just went right fast track into like emergency crisis kind of support. And so I just, any franchisors in my network I brought together and and had them talk about, you know, the, the things that they were doing in those times to support their franchisees despite the uh the unknowns and and all that and I won't go deep into the the pandemic of course we're kind of done talking about that I'm pretty sure most of us but it did end up being the impetus for the roundtables that are still running today actually coming up on a 4 year anniversary in uh actually yeah 4 year anniversary March 16th of 2024 and so maybe that's actually timely that I'm jumping on here and talking about this And so, yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Roundtable community because it has since uh, developed, reproduced uh, into four different roundtables that we run every week. Uh, Two of them are free roundtables. The other two are subscription model, which are pretty low uh, monthly cost with no contract. And so we've got the the operations leadership roundtable for franchisors with brands of 
at least 50 units, but really ideally closer to 100 and up. So we talk about content that is relevant to that stage and very much operations focused. We have the operations foundations roundtable for brands under about 50 units. And so that's, you know, executives that want to in franchising in the franchise companies, including founders and COOs and sort of uh, anybody that's involved in those earlier stages to join us and talk about the things that they're figuring out. And we really focus on franchisee support and setup of and refinement and, and how to do it with limited uh, team members, limited resources and things like that. And then we've got our marketing franchise marketing roundtable, which is a group of franchise marketing people that are in franchise companies doing the marketing. And what I love about that roundtable is, is that it's a, it's such a challenging job, I will say, for marketing in franchising because there are so many moving parts. There's how do you spend the brand fund? How do you support franchisees in their local markets? How do you even work with franchisees when you're a marketing person? You've never been a coach before. Um, how do you keep the brand fresh and innovative? And I could go on and on. There's so many things that people in the franchise marketing world have to do, and often they're only one person and they're they're expected to have a, a wide range of skill sets. So that roundtable brings them together to support each other. And one thing I'll just say that we really noticed on that roundtable over the years is how much those people can use support from uh, or about, let me say, about how to support franchisees. I think their number one pain point that keeps coming up is, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a marketing person and I've never been trained on how to work with franchisees. And so I'm just kind of figuring that part out. And so we talk a lot in that roundtable about tips and strategies for working with franchisees and, you know, setting the right boundaries, but at the same time being supportive. Um, and it's really become an amazing group. And then last, but definitely not least, and I will uh, confess my favorite is the Field Coach Roundtable, which is, as if you've been listening to the Franchise Growth Pod or you know me, a huge passion of mine and, and why AC Inc. exists. And so all the members of my team are equally passionate about this, uh, this group of people, the field coaches. So anybody that supports franchisees, we call it field coaches, whether that's on Zoom or in the field, out, out there in the field. And so this is a group of people that are passionate about helping franchisees with success. And so um, if you are any of these categories and you're curious about our roundtables, be sure to go to our website to the section about roundtables. And there's a form there you can fill out and learn a little bit more. So big, big shout out to the AC Roundtable community. You guys are incredible. The people that come back every week or even every, you know, once a month to show up and say hello and network with your peers. And it's just incredible. And it's such a treat for us because we get to have these great conversations and stay on top of what's happening in franchising and learn people's challenges and then help work through them. So um, that is the big shout out to the Roundtable community. And next I want to, for today's podcast, I, want, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of things that come up for me during the weeks that I think, oh, I feel like I want to tell that. And we don't have a structured interview set up, you know, Belle and I. So from now on, when this happens, we're just going to have me jump on here. And I have a feeling that it may kind of become the roundtable reflections uh, podcast or the 
uh, round table. I had three R's and it's not coming to me right now and I didn't write it down. So we'll see if it comes back to me. Um, but the round table reflections, um, we'll stick with that for now because I have the amazing opportunity myself to, because I facilitate most of the round tables, I get to be at those every week. And so I was thinking, you know, I need to share this information. And so this one is about I'm going to talk about goal setting in the new year, which I know that probably makes a lot of people really annoyed or you're like, you're still talking about that. Like we're well into January or whatever time you're listening to this. You know what? If you're listening to this in August, that's okay. You can use this right now, or you can use this at the turn of the year or at any time when you feel like you need a refresher. So what I want to share is first of all, that if you haven't stopped and done any special anything to bring in the new year, like reflection or goal setting or anything like that. First of all, I want to really emphasize you are not alone. This is something that I learned from my reflections or my roundtables, just reflecting on my roundtables this past week, where we heard people talk about not actually having done much or they're still working on it or they're trying to figure that out or just people even being quiet and not really wanting to chime in, which might be because because they're still figuring it out. And so it's okay. I mean, why does it really matter if you didn't start yet? So I just wanted to start by saying, whenever you're hearing this, if you haven't done something or you just want to listen and reflect and see if there's something else to do, then awesome. That's great. The, The next thing I want to talk about is my own, and you've maybe heard me talk about this before, this is not new, but my own personal approach when the new year hits. Because I I have admitted on prior podcasts and in different situations that I was not the goal-setting type for quite a long time. I knew where I wanted to go, but I actually was afraid of goals. I know that sounds really silly. But I felt like if I set a goal, there was, for one thing, there was so much structure to me. Like, I felt like, oh my gosh, if I set a goal that I don't have the freedom and the flexibility to do the things that might come up that were not maybe in the plan. And while that can be a good thing because it keeps you focused, I think it can also stifle your creativity a little bit. So when I would hear somebody talk about what are your goals, my instant perception of what that meant was intimidated. Like it, I just got intimidated because it was like, what if I don't achieve it? What if it What if it forces me to be too structured? But the second reason I don't think I liked it is because fear of failure. What if I don't hit the goal? And so I reframed how I thought about goals uh, over the years having worked with different coaches in my life, business coaches, professional development coaches, and that sort of thing. It's how it happened, or I should say, actually listen to podcasts and things like that, where I have started to, well, very much now started to really change how I approach. What does a goal even mean? Let's maybe change that word. Like, what are some things I want for this year? Or what is my vision for that year? So I thought I'd share when I brought this up at our recent field coach roundtable this past week, which I'm not sure when this po- this podcast is actually going to get put out. So maybe the timing will be a little bit off, but you know what? That's okay, right? Um, but I was asking the the field coaches about goals, and I I brought this up, and I said, you know, for me, it, it's a bit overwhelming, and you know, the way I look at it. So what are some things that everybody here does? And it was really cool to hear that I wasn't alone. 
and that a lot of people feel the same, that it's okay to like just do a small thing. And so we talked about things like adding one thing into your routine. Maybe in the mornings, you've been trying to get a routine going and you haven't been so successful at it. And so now you want to try adding one thing. And we talked about making it really small and achievable and easy. And I'll admit to you guys, I'm almost kind of embarrassed to admit this, but last year, one of the things I, uh, my goals or things I was going to do differently for the year was to read one page per day of a professional development book. And of course, there's times where I sit down and read more than that. And there was even before last year that, you know, of course I would read at different times, but this enabled me to have, it, it took away any decision-making and out in my morning, it was like, that's what I do at this time. And I actually can't believe how many books I ended up reading last year because, of course, I didn't always just read one page. Um, it, at that time of the day, I did have a pretty strict boundary that I could only read a few pages at the most because it wasn't the time to sit there and get sucked into a book. But then I would want to read it later or I would listen to some of the book later, you know, an audible or something like that. So it, it's like it it's that little baby step sometimes that gets you going to a further step. And so, again, for me this year, when I was reflecting on like, oh, my gosh, do I have to do something new and big in terms of, you know, my day to day? And I'll get to like bigger goals in a minute as well. But I was looking, I was like reflecting on what I currently do. And I'm thinking, I don't really I don't have a problem with my current routine. My current routine is quite built out now. And that happened over time. It wasn't like one day I woke up and started doing the full routine that I do. But I definitely have gotten to a point where I'm I'm quite happy with my routine, which includes once I wake up, lots of hydration, um, a healthy protein um, Greek yogurt type breakfast uh, with fruit and, and some seeds and things. And then into uh, like prayer and meditation, and then uh, a little bit of professional development reading, and then my gratitude journal. And then I hit the gym or go for a brisk walk or get in the ocean, as you might know, for a little bit of uh, body movement and and or cold therapy. And, and then I'm ready to start my day. And it really grounds me. I just have to say that routine is, it's just grounding for me. It makes me feel like, okay, I got this. I can face the day now. And so that might sound like a lot, but what if you were to just pick like one of those things or two of those things, or maybe you're already doing two things and you want to add one. And there's nothing to say that my routine is better than a different routine. Like maybe your routine includes 10 minutes of stretching or, or some actual yoga, or it includes um, spending a few minutes drawing or whatever it is, you know, just something that enables you to feel that groundedness is is super important. So that was a big point on our roundtable. And we were talking a lot about like, what are some different things? Those are some of them. And so just wanted to really emphasize that that's good and that's okay. But if, you know, bigger goals are more exciting to you and, and they are to me now as well, because I've wrapped my head around it differently, Another thing that you can do is, is to visualize, like, where do you want to be at the end of this year? Like, how do you want your life to look? And so if we're talking professionally, it, you know, if you're in a job, maybe it's, it's a certain salary you're working towards or a certain lifestyle, reduced hours, uh, a promotion because you want to tap more into your superpowers or whatever it is, like, 
visualize what you want. And I would really dare you to visualize beyond what might be super realistic, because I think that, you know, I, I talked earlier about failing and the fear of failing when we set higher goals. But I have come to accept that if we set our goals, if we only set our goals, and I'm, if you're looking, if you're listening to this on, on video, I'm showing kind of a halfway point here with my hand. Uh, if we only set our goals here and uh, we achieve them, yeah, we'll feel good. But what if we had set our goals way up here and because we set them higher, we got to, and I'm just kind of showing like a 75% of the goal, which is more than the 50% where I was showing a minute ago. So basically, you know, striving for more and maybe not achieving the full amount, but getting further than we would have got if we had set it at a practical amount. So I would encourage you to do that as a visualization exercise, just like, and you can write it in a journal, like by the end of the year, this is what it looks like. And you can say it as if it's already happened. Like I'm, you know, or maybe if you're a franchisor, I have X number of franchisees that are profitable and they're enthusiastic about the brand and they're telling everybody about the, the opportunity, which is leading to more good franchisees. Um, I have this great team that looks like this and and so on. So I with the one year visualization, I don't go too crazy and far away. I try to keep it somewhat realistic because I don't want to, I don't want that sort of like fear of failure at the end. I want to at least be kind of close, but definitely stretch and push myself a little bit. So that's something you can do. And then of course, I'm kind of skipping over a little bit here, the business goals. A lot of people listening to me, to me right now are probably business owners, franchisors, maybe franchisees. Um, and so of course at AC Inc, we have a full process for how we set goals and we follow the traction EOS model. So we have our 10-year goals and our three-year goals, and then we work backwards, we get down to our one-year goals. And so we do that as a team. And I always make sure that, especially as the leader of the team, I come into that with what I envision for the team, but then I'm very blessed to have an amazing team and especially an amazing uh, executive team that works really well together to look at, you know, under the hood on all the parts that we need to, to look at to, to build out our goals for the year. And then break those down into quarterly rocks, goals or rocks, whatever you like to call them, and then, you know, set things from there. So there's also that. And I, of course, get super excited about the company goals. Um, and those, we do that as a team. That I don't find as difficult because it's us working together and it has to happen. I mean, for the sake of the team, it has to happen. I feel like the personal, even personal professional kind of goals, like the reading I mentioned, you know, nonfiction, per, uh, professional development reading and things like that, I feel like those can go by the wayside a little easier. So that's why I'm emphasizing this more on this podcast. Okay, so I went over a bunch of little things you can do. Hopefully that got your wheels turning. The next thing I'm going to talk about, and then there'll be one more key thing we're going to talk about after this point, I'm going to go around a little bit here, is franchisees. So the reason I am talking especially about the challenges of goal setting and my mentality about how I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't, you know, I'm, oh, am I supposed to sit down and write three or 10 or whatever pages in a journal about like what I want and what are my goals and how am I going to get there? And, and, you know, getting overwhelmed by that. Well, guess what? If I'm getting overwhelmed by that, there's probably other people that are getting overwhelmed by that. And maybe it's your franchisees, right? So I think it's interesting because there are people out there that just love goal setting or lots of people out there just love it and get right into it. But I think we all know 
that there are people that are that don't. And if you are a person in the field or a franchisor that uh, maybe runs an operations team or if you're, uh, you know, a VP of ops or a COO, or if you're a CEO and, you know, just something to think about though, that not everybody on your team and maybe your franchisees don't get excited about setting goals. So we have to recognize that different people are going to um, resonate with different styles of goal setting. And so remembering all those things I said already, what about if you were to, now I'm going to get into my final point here. This is the fourth point. So if I'm just summarizing, the first point was about it's okay if you haven't started. The second point was all about some ideas and me just sharing some thoughts on things you can do. Third point is that franchisees maybe actually get intimidated by the idea of setting goals as well as team members uh, on your home office team. And so the fourth point is, well, then what can we do about that? And this is where hopefully you'll get some really good actionable takeaways and again, this is this is all reflections from the roundtables. I'm sharing things. When I say things that I'm saying, a lot of it's also what I heard. And so how do you start? You know, do you force it? Do you say, hey, you know, franchisee, we're going to sit down. We're going to do this right now. And so one of the key things that came up early on in this part of the discussion was, why not start with some reflection? So sit down with the franchisee and say, okay, you know, we don't have to set goals right now, but let's at least reflect on some of the wins from last year. So Let's think. Of, let's see if we can think of three or four wins. Let's go through maybe quarter by quarter or month by my month. You know, let's look back what happened in January, February, March, and see if we can reflect on some wins. And then let's reflect on maybe some things we would have done differently. What are some lessons we learned? Um, and and how, where did we go from the beginning of the year to the end? Maybe we look at revenue or we look at profitability, which is always a key thing. Uh, we look at some KPIs or, or whatever the franchisee is open to. So reflection is a great starting point just to kind of get the brain into that mindset of thinking about these things. And then something you can do, and whether you did the reflection or or you want to skip over that, is to ask the franchisee, okay, you know, you're you're not excited about setting goals. I get it. Lots of people aren't. What do you want to see for yourself by the end of this year? And if they go and then they say, well, I don't know. Well, what about what salary would you like to be taking? You know, what does your team look like? How many people are on your team? How many hours are you working? Um, are you still a one location owner? Or do you want to start thinking about multi? Do you want to think about exiting? Like, what are some things by the end of this year that would make it feel like a productive year? And then have them answer. And guess what? Those can be our goals. And we don't have to look at it like they're all or nothing, but they're things we're going to work towards. Um, another thing you can do is ask the franchisee, okay, you don't want to set goals, fine. You don't want to reflect or you did your reflection. What do you want? Like, what do you want right now? And what would you like to change? And if they say, I don't like how much I work, I work too much, or I work, I don't mind how much I work, but I'm working stuck in the business and I want to work on the business or I'm pretty good. I just have this one person on our team that I think is a problem. Okay, well, let's create a little bit of a goal around that. And you know what? It's even okay if we just create a quarterly goal or a biannual goal. If the franchisee is not comfortable with an annual goal, why not? I'd rather them set some kind of a, a plan or goal for six months rather than a year if they're not gonna do the year. So I guess a big point in this last, this fourth key point about how to do it 
is to meet the franchisee where they're at. And that was actually the wording that came up at this field coach roundtable where we were reflecting on this. So where is the franchisee at? And without making a big deal about it, just try to understand where they're at and then work from there. All right. Well, that was a lot of talking. Um, I have to admit it was fun for me. I hope it was hope it was fun for you. Um, let me know. I would love to know. I know we, we get it's we really appreciate the it's so I have to say we just I appreciate so much when I'm at conferences and I meet somebody and they say, oh, I know who you are. I listen to your franchise growth pod. And I've recently been hearing a lot of people say that they use it for their team um, for professional development because uh, you know, we have all of our amazing different team members come on and talk about things like how to coach franchisees on leadership and how to get them out to do their community marketing and how to help franchisees wrap their head around and be excited about tracking and, and affecting KPIs and things like that. So um, it is really fun for me when I get to hear from people saying that they listen to the podcast, that they're getting a lot out of it. So please let us know if that's the case. And if there's uh, any feedback or any requests that you have for topics for us to cover, we love getting ideas for that. And so we will stay tuned and we'll listen for that. And uh, yeah, so I still don't know what that other R was when I said there were three R's, roundtable reflections. Nah, it's not coming to me. So I'll have to think about it. But in the meantime, I will I'll leave this with you and I'll let you remember to go be awesome. Thanks so much for listening today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. To learn more about taking one of the Academy courses, assessing your field coaches, joining one of the AC Community Roundtables, or hiring and training field coaches for your system, head to fieldcoachexperts.com to learn more and get in touch with our team.